Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. <laughs> I guess because he lived in Fayetteville. Uh, okay, so, he, uh, so the scout was in Fayetteville. That's what it was. Yeah, that's his home. That was his home. And, he, he and who a, was who was the, who, who, Go ahead. I, I know there's a time delay. He was in charge that's of okay. the trial camp over at Southern State in Magnolia. It's SAU now. And right, it was like a right. three-day deal, and uh, he liked what he saw, and he wanted to know if I wanted to sign or if I wanted to go to college. And I said, well, I'm already set up to go to Louisiana Tech. He said, well, I get you a scholarship to Arkansas, and that's how it went down. Well, you know, you think about that. Who was the coach at Arkansas at the time? Where did you guys even play? Where, where, where was your where was your, your field at that time? <laughs> well, y'all might know the name Groundhog. <laughs> Bill Farrell. Yes, Farrell. Yeah. So, yeah, Gr- Groundhog. We called him Groundy, but he was also the football trainer. Yes, football trainer was the baseball coach. Is that right? That's correct. I had, wow. I had no idea about that. Well, how were so you spent two years playing ball? What was it? What was that like? What were your two years at Fayetteville like playing baseball? Freshmen were weren't eligible, and in my sophomore year, we had a, a, a terrible uh, spring weather wise. In fact, probably most of the games that we got to play was on a spring break when we took a trip down through Louisiana and came back through Mississippi. Uh, probably didn't play. Huh, 20% of the games that they play now. <laughs> yeah, complete, completely different. So at the end of that second year, you said, I've had enough, uh, it's time to go pro? Well, I was playing semi-pro baseball in Bernice, Louisiana, which is a, a fast uh, semi-pro league. And uh, Red Hall wanted to sign me, and I was really, really ready to, to do that. So I did. So I signed in 1958, July 1958. And you you go to the Cardinals. Of course, the Cardinals was they were loaded with great players. I mentioned Bob Gibson. What was that like as a as a young man to, to be able to get the opportunity to play with that team? Well, of course, I started off at the bottom. <laughs> uh, right. And it took me a long time to get up to the top, but uh, I finally made it in the, uh, in my late 20s and. I always tell somebody when they ask me about what it was like, I said, well, I wouldn't change a thing in my life because I think uh, life is supposed to be the way it works out. You have the highs and the lows. And finally, I made it to the big leagues. And and in a big way in 1967, I was lucky enough to play on a World Series champion. And am I right? Those are still some of your best friends, Bob Gibson, and some of those great players from those Cardinals teams. Yeah, they're deceased. Of course, he and, and, and Brock both passed away right. last year. Right. Uh, and I guess my best friends are, well, <laughs> I have a few of them, but uh, most of them are, uh, are not in as good a shape as I am. I'm blessed at my age to be able yeah, to you, do You look great. Yes. Yeah, listen, you, th- I, I couldn't think, throw out the first you, pitch you like threw, you did. Yeah, you threw a strike. Well, you, listen, everybody talks about the, your rookie year that you were – uh, you were two two votes behind Tom Seaver for Rookie of the Year. I think you won more ball games than anybody in the league that year. Sixteen. Bob Gibson goes down. I think there, there's another. I think it's Nelson Browns is his name. And you, you step in. You both guys, both of you have unbelievable seasons, and you win the World Series. What was that year like for you? 
Well, it was kind of like you might say a dream come true because it took me so long to get up there and finally get the chance to, you know, show what I could do. And I guess you mentioned Brile. Uh, there's also yes. another guy named Steve Carlton was on the staff. He was uh, a young Gibson. guy, 20 years old, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of fell off of one another, I guess you might say. I was kind of the, the senior of that trio that kind of took over when Gibson uh, – he was hit by a line drive uh, from Clementia. It broke his fibula. Uh, Roberto, yeah. uh, recovered, he recovered in about six weeks, thankfully, and uh, he uh, almost single-handedly won the World Series for us against Boston. Your career came to an end far quicker than it should have because, because of a serious injury. And I'm curious what you think of the way they handle pitchers today. Uh, you, you know, is it, do you sort of... Look down upon them for the way, hey, they, they, they treat them, or is there a part of you that looks at it and says, hey, they're, they're being smart because I can attest to that? I think the latter part there. Is this Kyle? Yeah, yeah it is Kyle. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, in retrospect, maybe I helped uh, feed into the idea of the way they treat uh, pitchers now because, you know, in 1967, I threw – 12 complete ball games. You know, pitchers back then, you set out to win number one, but you set out to go nine innings also. Uh, that yeah. was your goal. Nowadays, you know, they want me to go five or six or maybe seven at the most, and then they've got all these relievers lined up. Uh, in my day, there were only 10 pitchers on the on the pitching staff. And uh, now, I don't know how many they carry, 13, 14. They've got set-up guys. You know, they've got them all lined up in a ball game. So I, I think, to, to answer your basic question, Kyle, I think they're probably doing it right. Uh, analytics, I guess, is a wonderful thing, and I guess that's what they're going by. Now, Dick, now, if, I'm, if I think I read correctly, you actually continued to throw with a rotator cuff tear. You actually uh, pitched 60 or 70 more <laughs> innings through the pain of that. How crazy, uh, painful, and difficult was that for you? Well, there's, uh, there's two elements to that. One of them is cortisone, and then yeah. we all know that adrenaline works for us. <laughs> sure. Well, that, that was pretty that was, much yeah. it. I, I got a lot of I got a lot of cortisone shots in nineteen sixty eight. What about when you were back at at, at Baumwalker Stadium? I mean, can you believe what this what this program has has turned into? Uh, you know, I had heard, but unless you see with your own eyes, you don't realize just how far it's come, and just uh, it's just amazing. I, I was really blown away. I really was. And, and that and that was your first trip in, in what three decades? Is that right? Or how many years had it been since you've been up there? It had been a while. Uh, we went up there and saw the big shootout. Drove up in the rain. <laughs> saw the, yes. Saw the Texas Beat. Drove back home in the rain. Uh, I guess uh, when I'm asked that question, which is a pretty common question that I'm asked, I just say that. Uh, it's not all up. It is all uphill in South Arkansas. But the truth <laughs> is that, that uh, my wife and I were putting three kids through college, and uh, uh, what I did, I had beef cattle and and a couple of boiler house chicken houses. That's pretty confining when you look at it. Uh, so really, uh, I guess that's my excuse for not having gone back. And I think <laughs> when when Jonathan pulled the trigger on this thing. Uh, of being up there April 16th, I guess that's that's 
for fight. Well, by the way, if you just joined the show, we're visiting with Dick Hughes, who was the first Razorback baseball player to win a World Series title. It's a, it's a great story. It's hard to believe. When I asked him, Kyle, he said, I said, well, when was the last time? He said, well, the, the big shootout. <laughs> it's obviously a big game, but a, a while field facility wasn't yes, exactly there in 69. But, but Kyle's right. I mean, I, I can't imagine. You imagine for Dick to look up there and see that facility compared to what, you know, where you had played and all that. I did want to go back before we let you go. We talked about you being second to runner, a runner up to Tom Seaver, uh, winning the World Series ring. But did I, did I see where you had one bad inning? It might have been in that World Series where you gave up three home runs uh, in the same inning, but I think they were the Hall of Famers, weren't they? Was, was your Stripsky one, and it, you can, who were the other ones, if you can recall? Well, I don't want to recall it, but yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dick. I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. I know it. I won't hold it against you. Yeah, uh, you know, I guess I hit the wall. You, you know, you kind of, uh, and I threw the ball right down the middle. I guess. Uh, and by then, I think they they uh, they were sitting on my fastball, and uh, the green monster just welcomed three balls going over. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, hey, listen, that, that, listen. You, you, you got the last say. You got the ring, Dick. That was the bottom line. You're the World Series champion. I, I just happened to see where you'd given up the, the three home runs, and one of them was Jastrzemski, who was uh, one of my childhood heroes. Well, you got a great story, Dick, and um, I love the fact that you came out throughout the first pitch. And uh, I'm like Kyle. Even better is that those uh, those young men got a chance to see the very beginning of Razorback baseball. And I didn't even know about uh, Groundhog being your coach. That may be the craziest part of it all. The football trainer was the baseball That's crazy. coach. Yeah. I think, they're, that they, I think they've yeah. upgraded that position up there now. Yeah, and I could tell you a story if we had time on Groundhog. Go, but I, but go ahead, say it. Go ahead, say it. You know, go, if you okay. if sure you don't want to share it, go ahead. Yeah, I'll share it if you want to uh, allow me to. I told you we most of the ball games we played, we went down through Louisiana and came back through Mississippi, and we were headed back to Fayetteville about 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., and he's driving the car. There's two ball players in the front seat with him and myself in the middle and two, I think, of our middle infielders were on each side of me. He started to pass a vehicle, and we met a vehicle, and both of both vehicles went to the right shoulder, and we met head-on, probably oh, wow. going 15, 20 miles an hour. Groundhog, being a trainer, took with strong hands. He kept the steering wheel off of him and bent the steering wheel forward keeping it off of of hurting him and that's the true story Uh, we (laughs) the wrecker came out of Alma and picked up the vehicle and the only way we could ride the rest of the way to Fayetteville was backwards being pulled by a wrecker (laughs) and I think we all I think we all threw up nearly all the way to Fayetteville (laughs) But the, the, the gist of the story is this man had such strong hands that he kept that steering wheel from crushing his chest. And nobody was seriously hurt. We were bruised, and the people in the other car right. weren't hurt either. But that's a, that's a true story. Man, I, I love it. Dick, hey, thanks so much for jumping Thank on you. with us, buddy. If we can ever do anything for you, let us know. But congratulations on a great career and being honored uh, up on the hill a few weeks ago. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a blessed day.